Hello. Today we're back at our Latin class doing our drills and exercises for Unit 31. They begin on page 279. And uh, we did a few uh, sentences in drills number one on page 279. So let's take a look at those. Working on indirect statements. Uh, number one, diaconus credidit se deputatum esse. So there's our subject, the deacon credidit, he believed. Now we're already in past time. There's our verb of thinking, knowing, sense perception. He believed that he, say tells you that it's the deacon, right? It's uh, reflexive. So the deacon believed that he deputatum esse had from deputo had been appointed right now notice deputatum esse is the perfect passive infinitive in indirect discourse showing prior time to the main verb so the deacon believed yesterday that he had been appointed oh, a week or a month ago prior time to the main verb good number two Tu credis deum pro hebraeis mare divisisse? Question. Do you believe, we're in present tense there, that, here comes indirect discourse, deum, God, pro hebraeis, on behalf of the Hebrews, mare divisisse? Uh, do you believe that God, on behalf of the Hebrews, divided or parted the sea? This is, of course, the Exodus, the Egyptians are after them, and the Lord parts the Red Sea, right? So it's a question, and in the present tense, do you believe that God parted, notice prior time to the main verb, or divided the sea pro hebrace on behalf of, or in favor of, uh, on behalf of the Hebrews? Okay, so divisisse, perfect active infinitive, showing prior time to the main verb. Our next one was number five. He negant Ioannem fuisse Christum. These men, he, negant, deny, present tense. Now we have our first accusative, Ioannem, that John fuisse was Christ, was the Christ, the anointed one. These men deny that John was the Christ. So we're in present tense in the, in the main verb. Fuise is our uh, infinitive, our perfect infinitive of the verb to be. Sum esse fui, fuise, right? And um, it shows prior time to the main verb. These men now deny that John was the Christ or the anointed one. Now, somebody, remember we talked about word order here. Um, because John comes first in that indirect discourse, we take him as the subject, and that's pretty reliable in Latin. Um, if it, the words had been re reversed and we had Christum there, these men deny that Christ was John. Uh, not quite the same thing, right? Um, so, Ioannim coming first, uh, generally the subject of indirect statements will come first in the indirect statement. Um, and of course, with this form of indirect statement, you often, perhaps not always, but very often, have two accusatives. 
especially if it's an active verb, of course, you'll have the subject of the infinitive and the object of the infinitive. All right, number six. Maria Magdalena non vidit Jesum resurrexisea mortuis. So the subject, Maria Magdalena, Mary Magdalene, non vidit, did not see, in direct discourse coming, that Jesus resurrexisse had risen from the dead. Notice, resurrexisse, again, perfect infinitive, showing prior time to the main verb, vidit there in the perfect tense. Mary Magdalene did not see, or you can sometimes translate video as realize, that Jesus had arisen from the dead. Okay, and our last one in the drills, number nine. Nonne sciunt Mariam amplius expressisse lacrimis talem dolorem. It's a question, right? It's introduced by nonne, so we're expecting a yes answer. Um, do they know, shiunt, the main verb, that Mary, subject accusative on the indirect statement, expressisse, expressed amplis lacrimis, with many tears, talem dolorum, such a dolor. And we're expecting a yes answer. Do we not know? Yes, we do know. Do we not know, do they not know, I'm sorry, they, do they not know that Mary, with an ample abundance of tears, expressed such dolor. Expressisse, the perfect infinitive, show prime time to the main verb. Talem dolorem, uh, the accusative following it. Notice amplis and lacrimis are uh, divided by the infinitive, but they must go together because they agree in number, gender, and case. Very good. Uh, okay, so let's move on to our exercises <clears throat> and the sentences that you were assigned for this week. The first one, number one. Aid autem, quid enim mali fecit, at illi magis clamabant dicentes crucifigatur. Um, from the scene in Matthew of the crucifixion of Jesus, or the passion of Jesus. And however he says, what of evil has he done? Indeed, what of evil has he done? Notice, quid mali. That's that partitive genitive. We've seen it before. It's a common idiom in Latin. Um, he could have said, quod malum fecit, what evil has he done? But Latin likes that partitive genitive. Quid mali. What of evil has he done? This is Pilate speaking, right, to the crowd. But, At illi, but they, the crowd, magis clamabant dicentes, they all the more were shouting, saying, crucifigator, let him be crucified. That's a just subjunctive, isn't it? Third person, singular subjunctive, let him be crucified. Okay. Uh, Number two. Qui credit in filium habet vitam eternam, qui autem incredulus est filio, Non videbit vitam, sed ira dei manet super eo. Okay. He who believes in the Son, habet vitam eternam, has eternal life. Qui autem, however, he who is est incredulous, 
unbelieving, in, we get the word incredulous from it, he who is unbelieving in the Son, not believing in the Son, non videbit vitam, will not see life, said ira, but the wrath of God, manet, remains, notice that's present tense, manet remains super eum, upon him, from the Gospel of John. I think that's pretty straightforward. Let's take a look at number five. Postquam autem traditus est Ioannes, Venit Jesus in Galileam predicans evangelium dei, et dicens, impletum est tempus, et apropinquavit regnum dei, penitemini et credite evangelio, uh, from Mark. So after, however, uh, John uh, was handed over, or had been handed over, after John was handed over, Jesus came into Galilee, predicans, preaching Evangelium Dei, the gospel of God, the good news of God, at Dichens, and saying, in Platomus Temples, the time has been fulfilled, the time has come, it has been fulfilled, at Apropinquavit Regnum Dei, and the, the reign of God has approached or has arrived. Penitemini et credite Evangelio. Uh, do penance and believe in the gospel. Credite, remember, credo, often takes the dative case. And that's what we have here. I think that one's pretty clear. Good. Um, I think these sentences are probably uh, nice. They're not, they're not too demanding. And they are, uh, again, original. And you're reading real Latin here. Number seven. This one you'll recognize as the end of many of our prayers at Mass. Periundum Dominum Nostrum Jesum Christum, Filium Tuum, qui tecum vivet erreniat in unitate Spiritus Sancti Deus, per omnia secula seculorum. Amen. So through the same Lord, our Jesus Christ, Son, your Son, Filium Tuum. Notice, all of those dependent on the preposition per plus the accusative and there's a undum our word isdem idem eadem idem right and notice before the d uh, the m becomes an n a undum through the same lord our lord jesus christ your son qui tecum vivit who lives with you and reigns in unitate spiritus sancti in unity in the unity of the holy spirit deus god that's in a positive modifying the qui, right? Or referring back to the qui. God, per omnia secula secula, through all ages of ages, we say forever and ever, amen. Uh, it's kind of nice to see that in Latin there and uh, you've something you've probably heard many, many times at, in church. All right, number 10. Dicebat ergo Jesus areos, qui crediderunt ei judeos. Si vos manser, manseritis, I'm sorry, qui si vos manseritis in ceremonie meo, vere discipuli mei estis, et cognoscetis veritatem, et veritas liberabit vos. Okay, so Jesus, therefore, was saying ad eos, to those ad eos qui crediderunt ei judeos. Notice, uh, the eos and the judeos are uh, separated by the relative clause, qui credi derunt ei, because 
that relative clause is describing specifically those those Jews, right? Yeos Judeos goes together. He was speaking to those Jews who crediderun, who believed in him, right? There's that credo with the data. And here's what he says. Sivos, if you will have remained in my ceremony, uh, my word, right, my, my, my speech, my talk, my word here probably best, if you will have remained in my word, vere discipuli me, you are truly discipuli me, my disciples, et and conoscetis veritatem, and you will recognize the truth, at veritas liberabibos, and the truth will set you free, will liberate you. Yes. Later on, of course, Jesus says, Ego sum veritas. I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And therefore, uh, he's speaking really of himself, the eternal truth. Truth will set you free. A, a great sentence from the Gospel of John. Okay, number 12. Penitemini egitur et convertimini ut deleantur vestra peccata from Acts. Penitemini, these are commands, right? Second person commands in deponent verbs. Um, uh, do penance, repent, therefore, and be converted, right? Uh, convert. Uh, ut, in order that vestra peccata, your sins, deleantur, might be wiped out, might be uh, deleted, de abolished. Deleantur, notice the subjunctive, ut clause, it's a purpose clause, isn't it? We repent and we uh, convert and turn our ways, uh, turn back so that our sins might be forgiven, right? So it's a command, second person, uh, repent and um, convert, be, be converted um, in order that your sins might be destroyed or wiped out. Good. Uh, number 13. Jesus ita que shiens omnia que ventura erat super eo procesit et dicides quem queritis. Ah, yes. Jesus, therefore, shiens omnia. Shiens a participle, right? Nominative, modifying all the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, modifying Jesus. Um, then takes the object uh, sheans, right? Or, I'm sorry, omnia. So, Jesus, knowing all things, que ventura erat, which were about to come, super am, over him, procesit, came forth, at Dichides and says to them, Quem queritis, whom are you seeking? Yes. Um, this, of course, is the scene in the garden where Jesus um, meets the crowd coming in uh, to arrest him, and he asks, Whom do you seek? Whom are you seeking? Uh, later on, of course, in medieval time, there were. Uh, plays based on that that expression, quem queritis, but not this particular instance of that expression, but later on when 
the Marys come to the tomb and they see the angel. The angel there says, Quem Quaderitis, whom are you seeking? And they, of course, say, Jesus. And then the angel says, he has arisen. Uh, same words, but different context. Okay, number 16. Nam et pater tales querit qui adorent eum. For even the Father, for indeed the Father, seeks tales, such people, right? Tales, uh, tales tale means uh, such ones, such people, qui adorent am, who might adore him. Notice adorent is in the subjunctive. What we have here is a relative clause of purpose. He seeks such people to adore him, we would say. You could have used an ut here. But you can also use that relative clause with the subjunctive as a relative clause of purpose. So, indeed, the Father seeks such people to adore him. John 4. All right, number 17. Venerunt dicentes se etiam visionem angelorum vidisse, qui dicunt eum vivere. Okay, they came saying that indeed or also they had seen a, the, a vision of angels. Notice, saying introduces the indirect statement. Say is the subject of the indirect statement, but it's also the same people who came. These are the Marys, I presume. The Marys came saying that they had seen vidisse, prior time to the main verb, they had seen a vision of angels who say that he lives. The vision of angels, qui refers back to the angels. Qui is plural, nominative. Dequence the verb, they, who say, the angels who say, and then we have indirect discourse again, that he lives. Right? Um, we would probably, in English, translate that... Um, they had seen a vision of angels who said that he was living. Uh, everything in uh, contemporaneous time to the main verb. In either case, uh, there's our, uh, our uh, indirect discourse. Uh, notice in the first indirect discourse, vidisse shows prior time to the main verb. And the second indirect discourse, vivere, shows... Uh, contemporaneous or simultaneous time. That's the idea of the infinitive and indirect discourse, relative time to the main verb, right? Good. Okay, number 19. Tunc ait ili Jesus, converte gladium tuum in locum suum, omnes enum qui acceperent, acceperent gladium, gladio peribunt. Okay, so there we have it. Um, then Jesus says to them, Converte gladium. Turn back your sword into its place. Right? Put your sword back into its place. For all qui acce perint gladium. For all those who will have taken up the sword, gladio peribunt. They will perish by means of the sword. Gladio in the ablative of means there. So all those who take up the sword, they will perish by the sword. This is one of those 
uh, relative conditions, the general relative condition, right? If, if they take up the sword, they will perish by the sword. Um, whoever shall have taken up the sword will perish by the sword, right? This is in the garden, of course. Um, Peter, remember, cuts off the ear of uh, Malchus, the servant of the high priest. Jesus says, put that back in, in, in its sheath because those who bring, pick up the sword will perish by it. Okay, number 21. Jesus autem stated ante praesidem et interrogavit eum praesas dicens, tu es rex judeorum, dicit ei Jesus, tu dicis. Okay, Jesus, however, stood ante praesidem, in front of the praesas is the, the president or the official in charge, here it's Pilate, the governor. He stood in front of him and he asked him, and the praesas, the governor asked him, saying, or inter in interrogated him, saying, Tu es rex judeorum? Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus says to him, Tu dices, you say it, you say. That's what you say, indeed, yes. Okay, I think that's pretty straightforward, a well-known passage. How about 23? Iterum ergo locutus est eis Jesus dicens. Ego sum lux mundi, qui sequitur me non ambulabit in tenebris, sed habebit lucem vitae. Again, another well-known passage. Uh, again, therefore, Jesus spoke to them, saying, here's the quote, I am the light of the world. Who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Again, one of these general relative conditions, right? You could have said, you could have said, if he follows me, he will not walk in darkness. But who? The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but he will have eternal life. Right? It's a kind of future more vivid condition. Okay, hidden there behind the relative clause, the relative pronoun qui. Okay, 24. Amen, amen, dico vobis. Venit hora et nunc est. Quando mortui audient vocem filii dei et qui audierent vivent. So, amen, amen, I say to you, the hour comes and is now et nunc est. Quando, when the dead audient vocem filii dei, the, they will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who will have heard audierent, that's future perfect, vivent, will live. Again, uh, uh, that little ending part, or a relative condition, um, if they shall have heard, they will live. Those who will have heard will live. Um, we would just say in English, and those who hear will live. But Latin likes to use the future in both, uh, both clauses and very often the future perfect in the protasis, remember. Good. Okay, number, or on page 281, uh, we're on number 30. Cum autem natum eset Jesus in Bethlehem Judea in Diebus Herodis Regis, Ece magi ab oriente venerunt hierosolimam dicentes, 
ubi est qui natus est, rex iureorum. Vidimus enim stellam eius in oriente, et venimus adorare eum. Again, a very uh, familiar passage uh, from Christmas time, right? When, however, Jesus had been born, natus eset, perfect, uh, pluperfect subjunctive cum clause, when Jesus had been born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, <coughs> Herodes Regis, behold, magi, the magi, wise men or uh, philosophers from the east, from the east, came to Jerusalem. Notice Hierosolimam in the accusative without a preposition because it's the name of a city. Um, they came to Jerusalem, Dicente, saying, Ubiest, where is Quinatus, the one who has been born the king of the Jews? We have seen the, his star, Stellum Eos, in Oriente, in the east, in the rising part, is literally what that means. And we have come adorare am, to adore him. Notice there Latin using adorare to show purpose. Uh, good Latin construction would have, could have used ut plus a subjunctive as a purpose clause. But in uh, ecclesiastical Latin, you'll often see the infinitive used to show purpose. Okay, number 34. His qui viderant eum resuscitatum non credideront. Okay, so your main verb, we have his in the, it looks like dative or ablative, then we have a relative, and credideront. Ah, that answers the question, why is his in the dative? Because the main verb, non credideront, they had not believed, notice it's pluperfect, they had not believed those men, these men, his, qui, who had seen him resuscitatum, uh, resurrected. Uh, could be his, could be women too, these. They, they had not believed these people who had seen him arisen or uh, uh, resurrected, right? Resuscitatum, uh, brought back to life, literally. That's a participle modifying eum. Very good. So the his is in the dative because credo very often in Latin takes the dative. Okay, let's take a look at number 38. Cumque intuerentur in celum eunteo ecce duo viri astiterunt juxta illos in vestibus albis, qui et dixerunt viri Galilei, quid statis aspicientes in celum, hic Jesus, qui assuntus est avobis in celum, sic veniet quem ad modum vidistis eum euntem in celum. Yes, from the first chapter of Acts, this is the assumption, isn't it? Or I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, Jesus, yes, Jesus is um, ascending, it's not the assumption, Mary's the assumption, Jesus is the ascension, he is ascending into heaven, even though the word assumptus est is used. So, cumque intuerentur cum clause, and when they were looking up, looking into the sky, e unte illo, 
Ah, did you get that? A unte illo. Uh, I hope you recognized it. It's an ablative absolute with that one going. Uh, and um, we might even construe in celum with that, with that man going into school, when they were looking, in, with that man going into the sky, right? That tells the circumstances when they were, uh, what they were doing when they were looking and uh, what the two men said. Behold, two men stood near them in white clothing, vestibus albis, and who said, qui dixerunt, who also said, men of Galilee, viri Galilei, why are you standing aspicientes, uh, participle, looking in Shalem, into the sky, right? This Jesus, hic Jesus, qui assumptus est, who has been assumed from you or taken from you into heaven, seek veniet, will thus come, will come thus just as you have seen him, Euntem, going into the sky, into the heaven. So one more time. When they were looking up, uh, with that one going into heaven, they were looking up into heaven with that one going up into heaven, behold, two men stood by them in white clothes and uh, said, who said, men of Galilee, why are you standing there looking up into the sky, into the heavens? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, he will come just as you have seen him going into the sky. Okay? So this is uh, the ascension of Jesus um, 40 days after Easter. And Viri uh, Galilei, that verse from Acts becomes the introit for the Feast of the Ascension. Viri Galilei quid statis aspicientes, yes. Uh, you should look it up or play it sometime and chant Viri Galilei. Uh, it's a very nice chant. At any rate, I uh, digress. Let's take a look at number 39. Um, now, the, that last one was talking about the Ascension. Now we're going to talk about Pentecost. Et cum completetur dies Pentecostes erant omnes pariter in eodem loco. From Acts 2. And when the day of Pentecost, that's a Greek genitive. Pentecoste literally means 50 days, right? 50th, right? Pentecosta. Pentecostes is the Pentecost. The 50th, right? 50 days. So when the day of Pentecost was fulfilled or completed, they were all equally together, pariter, in the same place. And so they're all gathered in the upper room, and you know what happens. The Holy Spirit uh, descends upon them in the form of tongues of fire. All right. Okay. Let's take a look at number 41. Here comes another one of those great, Sentences from the Exultet, the great Easter hymn. O vere beata nox, que sola meruit shire tempus et horum, in qua Christus ab inferis resurrexit. 
Oh, truly blessed night. This is the Easter vigil, right? Which alone deserved to know the time and the hour in which Christ rose from the dead. Yeah. So there's a series in the Exultet, if you know the prayer, if you know the great hymn, there's a series of um, uh, appellations or addresses to the night. Oh, blessed night. This is the night. Oh, night. Uh, talking about the vigil night of the resurrection when Christ rose from the dead. Um, and this is one of those. Okay, number 43. Magister pueris puris et innocentibus de maestati dei narabat. It's a pretty straightforward sentence. The teacher, the master, Narabat, was talking or narrating um, or talking puris puris et innocentibus to uh, pure and innocent children, boys, children, pueris, about the majesty of God. He was telling the story, Narabat, um, to these pueris who are puris et innocentibus about the majesty of God. That's a pretty straightforward, easy one. How about 45? Nonne discipulus sentit Christum victorum mortis resurrexisse. It's a question that deserves or is looking for an affirmative answer. Uh, did not the disciple sense or know that Christ, the victor of death, has arisen, or Christ has arisen, the victor of death, victorum mortis is, of course, a, really in a positive referring to Christ. Did not, does not the disciple sense or know that Christ has arisen? Christ, the victor over death? Yes. Good. All right, and number 46, Contriti hominis est exprimere dolorum peccatorum. Ah, so notice, Contriti hominis in the genitive, with the verb to be. What do we have there? It's the genitive of characteristic or description, right? The one that we've talked about in this last lesson, the genitive of description or characteristic. It is characteristic of a contrite man to express dolor or sorrow for his sins or of his sins. So it is of, right? It is characteristic of a contrite person to express sorrow of his sins or for his sins. Okay. And the last sentence that we designed is on page 282, number 47. Vir populo naravit quanta Jesus fecerat. Okay. The man narrated to the people or told to the people quanta how great things, how many things, how great things, what great things Jesus had done. Now, notice, what we have in Quanta Jesus Fecerit is really an indirect question. What great things has Jesus done? Right? Normally in Latin, and particularly in classical Latin, we would expect a subjunctive after uh, or in an indirect question. Here we have the indicative pluperfect, right? Fecerat. The man narrated to the people what great things Jesus had done. Uh, in classical Latin, we'd most, almost always not see fecerat, but fecisset, 
the pluperfect subjunctive. Either way, uh, I think it's clear to you what that sentence means. Very good. Well, that completes our sentences. And now we turn to reading number two, which is a continuation of the reading we had in our last unit, the expulsion of the devils, remember. So remember, we had this, uh, we had this man possessed and Jesus uh, encounters him, talks to him, and uh, he asks him his name and he says his name is Legion because there are so many demons that really have gained possession of him. So um, Jesus um, rebukes this, these, these uh, demons, and now we take up the story here. Erat autem ibi circa montem grex porcorum manius patients et deprecati sunt eum dicentes, mite nos in porcos ut in eos introeamus. <laughs> so there was, however, there about around the mountain, around the hill, the mountain, a herd of pigs, grex porcorum. We get the word porker. <laughs> Uh, right, in pork from porcos, right? A, a herd of pigs, manus passions, and that modifies Greeks, a great herd, and it was passions, it was feeding, right? There's a participle, passions, grazing, it was grazing, this herd was. At deprecati sunt am dicensis, and they begged him, saying, these are the, these are the uh, unclean spirits, mite nos in porcos, send us into the pigs, what, so that we might enter into them, in troiamus in, in eos. We might enter into them. It's a uh, purpose clause, right? Okay. Et concessit eis, and he granted it to them. Et exe unte spiritus immundi in troierunt in porcos. And the, un, the spiritus immundi is the subject. The unclean spirits going out, exe untes, exiting, right? Uh, entered into the pigs in, in Porcos. Et magno impetu grex ruit per precipitium in mare a duomilia et sufo cabantur in mare. And with a great impulse or rush, impetu, a great attack, that's the impetus, right? A great rush. The, the herd ran headlong or rushed through the uh, precipice, across the precipice, into the sea, in mare, uh, upwards ad duomilia, uh, upwards are at about 2,000 of them. Holy mackerel, 2,000 pigs. Et suffocabantur in mare, and they were suffocated in the sea, or they were drowned in the sea, right? So the spirits, these unclean spirits, went into the herd, and it was about a 2,000 head, and the herd jumped into the sea and were drowned. Qui autem pashebant eos, fugerunt et nuncia verunt in civitatem et in agros. Those, however, who were pashebanes, who were grazing them, these are the shepherds, right? Uh, the, the swine herds. Those who were grazing them, feeding them, fled and announced into the city and in the country in Agros, into the, in the city and in the country. They announced it into, uh, literally they announced it uh, toward the city 
and to in the fields, right? Et egressi sunt videre quid eset facti. And they came forth, egressi sunt, from egradior. They issued forth videre, to see. There's a purpose, infinitive, we might use ut plus a subjunctive otherwise, to see quid eset facti. Now look at this construction, quid eset facti. An indirect question, eset's in the subjunctive, but notice it's quid facti. Uh, what of a deed it was. Quid facti. Uh, here Collins has included the word facti, and he notes it's from factum. Um, if you take a look down there, a thing done, a deed, a happening. And the quid, uh, uh, followed by the genitive, that's a partitive genitive. What of a deed? But I, I you know, I checked my, uh, when I looked at that sentence, I thought, well, that's a, that's, a possible construction, but it's um, a little odd. Uh, uh, and you would think that the Latin would just say quid eset factum, what had been done, and eset factum being the pluperfect passive subjunctive. Uh, as a matter of fact, I checked my text of the Vulgate, and um, factum is uh, a preferred reading in several of the manuscripts. Eset factum, uh, although facti is also uh, occurs in some of the manuscripts. So either way, here quid facti eset. What of a deed it was. Um, if you want to read factum there, that would be eset factum, the the um, pluperfect passive of uh, faccio uh, or fio, right? So uh, they 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 journeyed forth to see what had happened is what what it means. And they come to Jesus at Venuit ad Jesum, at Vident Ilum, and they see the guy, qui ad daimonio, daimonio vexabatur, who was being vexed by the demon. They see him sedentem. He's sitting. There's your participle modifying uh, Ilum. And he's vestitum. He's clothed. Remember before he was running around naked all the time. At sane mentis. And he is of sound mind. Notice, this is a genitive of characteristic. He, he is clothed and of sound mind. We say that, of being of sound mind and body, right? When we write a will. So he is of sound mind. They see him uh, who, aum, it repeats uh, the aum. Actually, there's the, there's the object. It, it, it modifies or refers back to ilum the one who had the legion, right? This is the guy who had the legion of demons in him. At Timueron, and they were afraid. So they said, what in the world happened? This crazy man who was running around naked all the time and hurting himself and screaming and yelling. Now he's sitting there quietly. He's clothed and he's, uh, he's of sound mind. At qui viderunt, naraverunt illis qualiter factum eset ei qui daimonium habu erat et deporcis. And those who had seen it, neraverunt, they narrated to all, qualiter, how factum eset, it had happened to him, how this had happened to him. There's that factum eset, how it had been to him, literally, how it had happened to him, the guy who had had the demon qui demonium habuerat, the guy who had had the demon. 
And they narrated De Portici's about the pigs. <laughs> Tell them about how the spirits went into the pigs and they jumped off the cliff. Et rogare eum ceperunt, ut decederunt a finibus eorum. And they began to beg him. Now the eum here, uh, ut decederunt a finibus eorum. And they began to beg him that he depart from their borders. The eum here presumably is Jesus, right? Because look at the next sentence. Cumque ascenderet navem, qui demonium vexatus furat deprecabator eum ut eset cum illo. And when he had ascended into the boat, when he had, this is the normal idiom in Latin, you get up into a boat. So when he had boarded the boat, we would say, the guy qui demonio vexatus furat, the guy who had been vexed, furat vexatus, who had been harassed, who had been vexed, demonio, with the demon, deprecabatorum, was begging him, meaning Jesus, was begging Jesus, ut eset comilla, that he might be with him. So the guy uh, that was cured wanted to stay with Jesus, maybe become a, a disciple. Et non admisit eum, sed aeid ili, vade in domum tuam ad tuos, et annuncia ilis quanta tibi dominus fecerit et misertus sit tui. And he did not allow him, he did not admit him, he, he did not give him permission. This is Jesus as the subject. He did not allow him. But he says to him, to that guy, Jesus says to that guy, Go vade in domum tuum into your home, ad tuos, to your people, right? Ad tuos. Et annuncia, and announce to them, illis, quanta tibi dominus fecerit, et misertus tui. Announce to them how great or how many things the Lord has done to you. Quanta tibi dominus fecit. That's an indirect question. And there you see the subjunctive used. Fecit, the, the perfect subjunctive. Announce to them what things, how great things, how many things the Lord has done for you, tibi, and has misertus sit tui, has had mercy on you. Notice miseror takes the genitive to have mercy on tui, on you. Et abiit et shapit predicare in decapoli quanta sibi fecisset Jesus et omnes mirabantur. And so he abiit, he went off, he went away, and he began predicare to proclaim or to preach or to proclaim in decapolis how many, how great things Jesus fecisset sibi had done for him. And omnes mirabantur, and all people were marveled. They were awestruck. Now, notice, uh, they went off to Decapolis. That's, that's the area that means literally the ten cities. That's kind of uh, the southeast region of the, uh, below the Sea of Galilee. Um, and he, that's where he went. Now, notice, we have another indirect question. Um, and notice in the one above, when Jesus says, nuncia, announce to them, we have present tense, 
but then how great, how many things, how great things the Lord has done. So our sequence of tense in, in uh, indirect question is working perfect. If you remember your sequence of tense chart, we have the present in the main verb, nuncia, announced to them now or in the future how many or how great things the Lord has done prior time to the main verb. When we're in primary sequence, remember in your sequence of tense chart, the, the perfect subjunctive shows prior time to the main verb. But in the next sentence, Abiit et shapit precari. He went away and he began, so that's the past tense, to announce how great things or how many great things Jesus fechiset had done. Now we're in the bottom half of the chart because of Abiit and shapit. They are secondary tenses. And therefore, to show prior time to the main verb in our sequence of tense chart, we've got an indirect question here. We have to use the pluperfect subjunctive. And that's why it's fechiset. And notice it's sibi because that's an in, he, the subject is the uh, man who was uh, possessed by the demons. He went away and he began to announce what great things or how great things or how many great things Jesus had done for him back to himself, right? Um, and all people were amazed. Okay, so that completes our reading. And that very interesting and you know, it's rather a bizarre story about the 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 pigs. Um, one of the one of the more uh, mystifying uh, of the healings of Jesus when he casts forth demons and throws the, the demons into the pigs, who then run off the cliff into the sea and drown. Uh, amazing story. Uh, okay. Uh, a nice uh, Latin and the last uh, two units now. You've, you've read a good portion of the Gospel of Mark in the original Vulgate. Uh, and you're, you know you're reading Latin, which is a wonderful thing. So rejoice in that and be glad. Keep studying your Latin. That completes our uh, homework for unit number 31. I'll be back with you again soon uh, presenting to you the uh, next unit. Uh, grammar of Unit 32. Uh, until that time, uh, take care and God bless.